0: earth is God doing have you found yourself asking this question lately what on earth is God doing it's a good question because it means that you believe there is a God but the way it's being asked is implies that there's a sense of frustration or confusion or even doubt that God is doing something or where is God in the situation where is God at the moment with all that's going on in our world It kind of suggests that uh, if we were God, we would probably do things a bit differently. It's my prayer that by the end of the time that we have together this morning, that you might even change that question slightly. If we put a few commas in and change the emphasis on some of the words, we, we end up asking ourselves, what on earth is God doing? And I don't know whether you can hear the difference, but... To ask the question this way kind of gives God his position, his place, his power. We acknowledge that God is God and we don't know what God is doing, but we believe he is doing something here on earth. When we ask what on earth is God doing, it, it implies that God knows He is doing what he is doing. And although we may not know what he is doing, we know that he has a plan and that we are desiring to search out and understand his sovereign plan that he is carrying out. So what on earth is God doing? Asking the question this way gives God his rightful place of all power, of all knowledge and all wisdom, and and it puts us in our rightful place of not knowing, but trusting that God's sovereign plan is going to be fulfilled God is God we are his creation as parents there are times when we make decisions that involve our children and we only tell them the final decision they don't know the thought processes and the reasons that have gone through making that decision and they trust us enough to know that we wouldn't ask them to do something that would be harmful to them And so they go along with our plan because we have they have we have their trust we have earned their trust so what is god up to these are scary times and it's okay to be asking this question because we're in the middle of a global pandemic that is taking lives and causing fear and anxiety it's impacting governments and economies and families and finances it's it's okay to ask questions but my question to you is where are you going for your answers if you believe that god is doing something here on earth what is he doing the bible clearly tells us in isaiah 55 that God's thoughts are nothing like our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We cannot claim to know or understand what God is doing. I cannot possibly see the big picture plan for your life or my life, for our nation or for the world. But as I read through the Old Testament, I can see that there are some similarities in the hearts of God's people back then and the hearts of people today. Just take a minute to listen to this story. Imagine you were a designer and you came up with an idea. It was your best idea ever. You drew up a plan. You thought about what you wanted it to be like, how you wanted it to look and what you wanted it to be able to do you plan for it to be able to achieve. This thing that you were planning on making was all about you. You wanted this thing to show off who you were and what you were capable of. It was going to give you something to pour out your love on. You also wanted to be able to show this thing that it was special and unique. You had made other things before this, but this was going to be the epitome of everything you had made beforehand and displayed so much of yourself. You spent so much time and put so much love and effort to make it work perfectly and to make it look exactly how you had envisioned in your mind. Something you were really proud of. Something you called your own. Your creation displayed your heart on its sleeve. If anyone looked at what you had made, they would know something about you personally. They would be able to see the love and the passion and creativity that you had put into creating something so unique and amazing. It took everything you know and are to design something with such beauty and purpose. You have such dreams and desires for your creation. When you look at the finished product, you see that it is good. No, it is very good. Hold up, what's going on? Something has gone terribly wrong. Your beautiful creation has turned against you, your pride and your joy. How could it? What? What? Did it just say to your face that it doesn't need you anymore? You find yourself saying, wait, stop telling everyone how good you are. You haven't even acknowledged me and and I made you. You would not even exist without me. What makes you think you can ignore me? Oh, no, you have gone too far. It's one thing to take the credit for what and who you are, but seriously, are you seriously going to start spreading rumours about me? How can you say that? You know that's not true. I have only ever loved you. Oh, come on, I made you for so much better than this. What are you doing? Why would you throw all the good I have for you away for this? Is this truly the life you want? You would seriously choose this over what I had planned for you? Oh, my dear, poor creation. You have no idea how sad this makes me. Oh, the love that I have for you and you cannot see it. You refuse to let me show you. How can you be so blind? I have such big plans for you. What's that? Yes I know I gave you the choice but I did hope you would choose my plans for you. I did hope that you knew me well enough to know that I would only ever have perfect plans for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. I had hoped that you would see how much love I have for you. My dear creation, I cannot sit back and do nothing. I cannot sit back and watch you not fulfil the purpose for which you were created. Or worse, I can't sit and do nothing and watch you destroy yourself. It is too much. Let me see. What could I do that will help you see? You have ignored the love that I have shown you, so that's not going to work. You know that I had a plan for you, but you've chosen something far less where you think you are in control. So revealing my plan to you again isn't going to matter. I am sorry, my beautiful little creation, but you really just need to wake up. Wake up to what you are doing to yourself. Wake up, my child. The Bible talks about God being a jealous God. He knows he's the creator of everything. He knows what went into designing and creating everything that we see around us. He knows the amount of love and thought and passion that went into creating you and me he's the one that has put his heart on on his sleeve by creating us and if we look at what he has created we learn something about God because he created us in his own image after all I've recently been reading through the book of Jeremiah and the people were constantly turning their backs on God. God would save them and before long they would reject God, the God that had just finished rescuing them. They'd turn their backs on him and they'd they'd create gods out of wood and metal and, and bow down and worship things that they had created with their own hands. They would trust their own wisdom And their own strength and all God has ever wanted is to be our God and for us to be his people. We have been created for a specific purpose. That purpose is to bring glory to our creator. How do you think we are going with this? All throughout history, we've done to God what our creation has done to us. We have rejected him and turned our backs on him. We have tried to tell and convince others that we're the thing that is great and not the one that created us. We have raised ourselves to a position that is not ours to hold and we try to convince ourselves and those around us that we are smart enough, we are strong enough and wise enough to be able to do this life on our own. We are saying we don't need God, the one who has made us and knows exactly how we are designed, what we need to be able to function according to the purpose that we have been created for in the first place. We try to tell God, we don't need you. We've, we've got this now, jump in the back seat. How can we continue to reject him and then call on him when we don't know what's going on? Can you put yourself in God's shoes for a minute? Do you think he would be upset? Would he be sad or angry? His very own creation has told him that they don't need him. His very own creation have not only turned their backs on their creator, but have put themselves into a position that was never theirs to hold. And surely you can understand that something has to happen. Would you sit back and watch that beautiful thing that you had created not fulfill the purpose that it was so beautifully created for? Would you sit back and allow it to destroy you and your reputation as its creator? How could you sit there and watch it destroy itself, something you had invested so much of yourself in? If you're a parent you might be able to glimpse what we humans have done to God. As a parent, we, we really just want our children to learn from us and we'd like them to listen to us and do what we say because we only have only ever wanted what's best for them. Yet they show us pretty quickly that uh, they're not always going to do what we say. Their sinful natures shine through from a very early age. They will try and play with that power outlet that you have told them a thousand times, no. They will chase that ball out onto the road, even though you have warned them of the dangers. They will refuse to eat the broccoli that just because they don't like it. It doesn't matter to them that you are wanting them to eat it because you know it will help them grow healthy and strong. You have that bigger picture and They can't see it. They can't see the long-term goal that you yourself are trying to work for. And so they refuse to eat it. They dig in their heels and they clamp their lips and they throw their food and cause havoc in the household until, well, who knows how your household ended in that. But you might have either given up and given them another plate of mashed potato or fruit or... You might have uh, sent them off hungry. Or some of you might even have sat there for the three hours that it took them to make sure they did get that final mouthful. I believe that God, in his sense of humour, gave parents a taste of what he experiences from us and all he has ever wanted to do is love us. God wants to protect us. He wants to guide us and provide for us. How often do we miss out on God's best because we think we know better? Or because there's something that we think we want more than what God is offering us? Are we any different than our own children? Are we at risk of missing out on what God's long term, big picture best for us is because of our own limited short term vision and goals for ourselves? Let's go back to your creation for a minute. If it was within your power to change this path of destruction, would you do it? So what could you do? What could you do to help your creation? Don't forget though, it actually doesn't want your help. It doesn't see that it's on this path of destruction it's actually made a choice. It can't see that it was designed for a better purpose. I th- it thinks that it is doing the right thing. How can you convince it if it doesn't even know that it's wrong or refuses to see it for itself? You would probably have to start by trying to get it to see how wrong it is or, or how much it's missing out on or just really how powerless they really are. It might even take some drastic measures. It might even take something huge to help it see that it's got a far greater purpose than what it is currently spending its time doing. What would you need to do? The Bible is full of stories of God using famine and natural disasters and disease to turn people's hearts back towards him he is the true loving one and only God creator of the universe the one who has all power and all knowledge and yet he has loved us enough to offer his spirit to live within us and he's loved us enough to let his one and only son die in our place is it possible that God still sees the need to use disaster and crisis to show his creation that they can't do this life on their own? Is he using fires and viruses and wars to show them they don't have the control or the power that they believe they have? Is it possible that he will use the events of the world today to turn people's hearts back to him? Will we finally see that God has so much better planned for us? If we would only step aside and allow God to show us what that purpose is, he does have a will for us and and it's a good and pleasing and perfect will. In God's grace and mercy, he will do anything to bring us back to himself. 2 Peter 3 verse 9 reminds us that God is being patient for our sake and and does not want any of us to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. Romans 2 verse 4 asks, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? When your world is shaken up, is your foundation firm? Do you have the confidence to stand firm in your faith even when everything around you might be in chaos? You might be wondering how I can be so confident in my God. I am obviously still shaken when things come that are unexpected or painful. I've had events in my own life that have had that potential to absolutely knock me flat and I've wondered how on earth am I ever going to get back up from this. I don't have time to share the stories of my struggles and things that I've been through and honestly I don't think I need to because this is not about me. This is about how God has worked in me. However, I can tell you that I have experienced my own wake-up calls and these wake-up calls have not been easy. Which is probably a big understatement because to say they're not easy, they've actually shaken up everything that I have known and I have believed. They have been painful, they have been hard. But I can honestly say that it's in those wake-up calls that I have sought after my God with all my heart. It's in those wake-up calls that I have been able to experience God's faithfulness and God's love in such a real way. It is the wake-up call that has forced me to take my eyes off What's immediately in front of me, to take it off my circumstances and off myself, and to turn my gaze back towards my God. When circumstances have hit me that have shown me clearly that I am not in control, I have turned to the one who is. Psalm chapter 16, verse 8 says, With God at my right hand, I will not be shaken. I just cannot stress enough how thankful I am that I chose to turn towards God in my struggle rather than to turn against him we all have this choice everyone is able to choose when struggles hit will you look to God and seek him or will you blame him and turn away Psalm 121 verse 1 and 2 is one of my favourite verses. It says, I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This verse reminds me to lift up my head, to take my eyes off what is immediately in front of me and to gain a bigger picture. It helps me gain perspective by looking up to the hills. As you look up, you will see that God is there. The Creator is waiting for you to call on Him. He wants you to seek Him. He wants you to acknowledge Him as your Maker. Please take the time to reflect on what God is showing you at this time you are his beautiful and unique creation and you were created for a purpose. If you truly believe that God has a purpose in all things, if you truly believe that God causes everything to work together for his good, we can, we can come into each of our struggles. We can come into the chaos with anticipation and expectation of what on earth is God doing it is exciting because as we focus our eyes away from the chaos and turn our gaze to him we can see that God is working and we can enjoy the journey as he takes that he takes us on You are his beautiful creation Are you going to choose to love and honor him in return if so, how is choosing to do this going to change what you do every day? How will it change the choices that you make, the things that you worry about at three o'clock in the morning? How will choosing to love and honour God, your creator, change what you spend your time and money on? How will choosing to bring glory to God, your creator, change your world, your life, and the things that you do. Let's ask our question again. What on earth is God doing? My encouragement to you at this time is don't waste this wake-up call. Don't miss the opportunity. It is time for his creation to return to their rightful position and fulfil the purpose that we have been created for. And it is also time that the Creator is returned to His rightful position and given the praise and the glory that He deserves. As we finish, I just want to read Romans 11, 33 to 36. Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen.
1: One, two, three,
2: four. My head on
1: my chest Wandering face down in this wilderness My eyes on the ground burden is heavy with shame so profound now your hand on my cheek lifting my head and restoring my peace you're reminding me In me, oh, where does my help come from? It's you alone, you alone. Oh, where does my help come from? It's you alone.